Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Getting rid of one item that still is ongoing. Politico, great piece today on one Nikki Haley. Now, Fox News is trying to have a horse race, as I told you yesterday. I get it. They need to do something. They just can't say Trump's won and we don't have all that fodder. So they're showing Nikki Haley, and now we're hearing stuff. Well, she might come in second in Iowa. She might come pretty close in New Hampshire, then win in South Carolina one-on-one. I don't see it in South Carolina. Trump is very popular. But that's where we're going. But what Nikki Haley did this week should show everyone. This is Trump derangement syndrome, the Republican establishment. Look, if you don't like Ron DeSantis, you prefer Trump, I get it. But Ron DeSantis would be a much worthier person to potentially be the nominee, the Nikki Haley, certainly. So Politico today makes a couple more mentions of what she said about essentially all this stuff of Americans could not hide and put your name to it, your pastor and all that stuff on social media. They make the point that, yes, even though social media is rife with so-called misinformation, disinformation, there are plenty of ways of dealing with this. And they also talk about the fact that whistleblowers and others are really going to be chilled if Nikki Haley had her way. She said from the gut exactly what she wants. In fact, I think she had it prepared. She was going to make a big splash with that. She thought she'd rouse people always complaining about incivility on social media, and we know there's incivility. But what's the remedy for that? To essentially dox every American? And then they ask the point, um... How in the world would one do that? There wouldn't be phony names. There wouldn't be a lot of other stuff. Would Nikki Haley go door to door to figure out what you were saying about the Dom Giordano show, about Biden, or about Dan Borowski? How would she do it? And it's not one of those one-offs. Look, in campaigns, people say a lot of stuff. We know that. And it passes. It's off the cuff. But there are moments where the person reveals himself. She's done it many times. That's who she is, unending wars, very thin-skinned, and someone who wants big government in there. That next debate, there's an opportunity for Ron DeSantis. Now, I don't know if he'll take it to go after her on this and to once again show people that if the worst happens in some way, shape, or form vis-a-vis President Trump, that he can't be the nominee, then DeSantis would be the person all these polling showing she suddenly is beating joe biden by 10 points they won a horse race 
That's what this is about. All right, I got something closer to home now. That, let, let me um, tell you carefully what should be done here and what the issue is. We've seen during the war uh, Israel taking care, trying to take care of the savagery of Hamas. People show themselves ripping down all those things, the uh, posters of innocent children held by these animals. Well, someone else revealed herself. I think she had before. In a now-deleted Facebook post, Dr. Jemina Clay, she was on the Colonial School Board as a member, okay? She dropped out at the school board meeting last night or tendered her resignation. Here's why. Listen to what Dr. Mina put up on her Facebook page. The terrorist organization known to many as the IDF, the IDF is the Israeli Defense Force, their army, is currently targeting a hospital. Approximately 650 wounded individuals, approximately 600 doctors there, 8,000 displaced people, 36 newborns. The world watches while the Palestinian people are eliminated. Let me come back to the beginning of that paragraph with Dr. Mina. The terrorist organization, known to many as the IDF, is currently targeting a hospital. The Israeli army, a terrorist organization. She resigned from the Colonial School Board. Here's the reason why this is important, though. Dr. Mina is an associate or a deputy is the right word. She is a deputy superintendent of schools, meaning in Philadelphia. She is in the hierarchy of very few people. She's not the superintendent, but she's right next to it that have control over the school district in Philadelphia. Now, if we had someone in there who was vaguely conservative, an outlier, or said something this off-kilter, the school district of Philadelphia says their policy, I think it's 302, as long as you don't say it during your official capacity, you can say whatever you want. Now, of course, we believe in freedom of speech. I'm not saying that Dr. Mina Clay should be fired. But what should be done and what would be demanded? Now, if this were on the other side, they would demand the person be fired. We're not. I'm not saying that. But don't you think it's worthy that Dr. Mina Clay be investigated? In other words, let's see what she does inside the school district. I have in front of me this uh, from UNICEF and a couple of the other UN outfits, this pro-Hamas, uh, uh, pro-Hamas uh, Hamas, uh, attack on uh, October 7th, material that school kids were being given in uh, elementary school in Arizona. I'm watching to see if it's here. So I want to know, what does Dr. Mina do day to day? What other things has she said? What is she in charge of? Is that not a fair look? In other words, yes, she has freedom of speech. But the issue is why she couldn't serve on the school board, because it would conflict this viewpoint, apparently, they felt, with her ability to be fair on the school board. So we ought to know, and we ought to have her apologize in her official role as a deputy superintendent. We ought to know what Dr. Mina does every day, what other directives, what other things has she put out. In other words, I think we ought to look and see if in her duties, taxpayer-funded big-time, deputy superintendent, 
What has she said? What has she done? Does any of it violate the policy? Rather than just saying, here's the policy, now get away and give us money if you're in the suburbs. So let's see who takes that tactic. That's fair. She doesn't get fired just because of what she said, how hateful and out of bounds it is. But it does question her judgment in her role as deputy superintendent that ought to be looked at again to see day to day what does she do in the job around issues like this. Is she involved in curriculum? Is she involved with overseeing what's taught in any way, shape, or form? Exactly what does she do? What has she said? I think that's the fair approach. And then the school board can decide if she is violative. If she's not, I support her First Amendment right, but the First Amendment right doesn't extend in issues like this to what you're doing on your job where the employer certainly can't have someone, can they, who actively on their job spreads things like this? I'm not saying she has. I'm saying we ought to just take a look at it. All right, Philadelphia Marathon. Now, I... uh, I'm proud that I ran the Boston Marathon, as I've said a thousand times, Dan, in 1978. I got that uh, beef stew they give you at the end. I saved it. I really didn't want to eat it. I just wanted it to collapse. It took me over four hours. But the Philly Marathon is this weekend, and they have a non-binary category. Now, I'm okay with this. We've said this before. Why don't the non-binary essentially have their own segment, men, women, non-binary, right? Fair, they can run, they get their own category. And they've even gone so far, the Philadelphia uh, Marathon, with the non-binary runners to include them, but they will not include them in the elite category, and they're exactly right. You know what this is about. This is pretty much about men who may identify as women, but are biologically still men, running against women in the women's category. So can you imagine in Philadelphia, they're not going to allow one of these guys to beat women in the marathon. The beef that the uh, mob has in Philadelphia now is elite runners. There's a category of elite runners. They get uh, free registration, prime space on the starting line, free travel, hotel rooms, larger prize purses. Well, the Philadelphia Marathon people, uh, they follow the guidelines of the USA track and field, which does not recognize a separate division for elite non-binary runners. In other words, you can't win all that prize money by beating up on women. You are kept in other categories of whatever you identify with, And there might be some small cash prizes there. Now, I think this is a fair compromise, a very fair compromise. In other words, we're recognizing this whole non-binary thing. I get it. You know, how the whole thing. They're recognizing it, but you are not going to do what has been done so many times. Use the advantages that we all know, Leah Thomas, you can name whoever it is, have, and beat up on women, particularly in a marathon, I think, uh, 26 miles, 385 yards. You can imagine in that strength, other aspects of this, they come into play, lung capacity, probably. You're not going to do that. You're not going to get the full benefit of this. I can't believe this is in Philadelphia. For once, 
I have to say, wow, I am impressed with this. Now, uh, Dan, as you know, does a great job of booking guests, and we hope this is just a glitch on the screen. We were scheduled at 1230 today to have on one of the chief Democrats out of Montgomery County, uh, this Democrat, Steve Malagari, Montgomery County, led the charge with our tax dollars this week in the State House, which, thanks to Doug Mastriano, is now controlled by Democrats, as you know, to get teachers and other state employees $1.8 billion, with a B, more dollars toward their pensions. His complaint was, hey, they signed up to get the impen- and he says inflation happened. Well, if he comes on, I wanted to talk about that. Where did inflation come from? How did inflation happen? These are the very same people that vote for Democrats and Biden, etc., who created this. So they don't have 401k plans. They've still been able to get away with the pension thing. And yet still, they want to get $1.8 billion more because what they're getting in retirement through those pensions, thanks to Biden, I wouldn't say it's chump change, but it's approaching chump change. Republicans countered, well, a lot of people are having trouble with this. Why don't they get $1.8 billion? And people that are in retirement age have been boosted by cost of living adjustments in Social Security. So why do we have to give them for this pension the same thing? Now, I hope this is just some last-minute thing that he canceled. I'm not sure. And, uh, you know, I always treat people with civility. Thank you, Nikki Haley, if, when they come on here, if we differ. But I think we could have a good debate on this. Now, the Senate is taking this up, the state Senate. I don't think they're going to do it in the end, but they shouldn't compromise. I don't think they ought to get any more. Simply because these are the people that voted for all this stuff. They've kept the pension, which is better than the 401k since it's not volatile. And yet now they're going to get, if this goes through, and it did go through the House, $1.8 billion more to replenish this. A higher property taxes for you, higher taxes at the state level, that's what it's going to mean. Josh Shapiro hasn't said anything about it. All right, we got a great side question today. Yesterday, I went after the business leaders, Apple, some of these others, who stood up and gave a standing ovation to the communist Chinese dictator. And we talked about, hey, it's one thing, you're there, all right, you're trying to do business in China, don't worry about the Uyghurs, Uh, don't worry about all the things they're trying to do to us, don't worry about COVID, don't worry about the Taiwan incursion, don't worry about any of that. Stand there and give this guy a standing ovation. So we're gonna be asking, who is it? Call from mom, answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Even if people were standing up and giving a standing ovation, you wouldn't do it. Now, don't take some heinous figure, okay? Hitler's never an answer. We're not going to do that. Don't take someone completely like that. You won't win like that. We, we Be a little bit more creative. Give it somebody that you see as, no, 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 they're not worthy ever of a standing ovation. I think we know who Dan's going to pick. I got a couple of interesting ones. Uh, that I'll give you uh, coming up here. That's the side question today. You win, your name gets into the hat. We'll pull it out around 3 o'clock, and we will have a grand prize winner for the week. So 855-839-1210, that's how you get in. Uh, Coming up to Major League Baseball, now says they're going to, in 2025, have the All-Star Game in Atlanta after they took it away in uh, 2021, I guess it would have been. And in 2021, when they took it away, they claimed they did it because of racist new laws around voting. In the midterm elections and the last time around, there were no complaints. Not even Stacey Abrams complained about the new voting laws that all they did was try to restore some sense of integrity and the feeling of integrity to the voting process. We'll see how that goes in 2024. All right, so we have all that. Some great uh, guests coming up. Again, get in right now at 855-839-1210. I'll give you mine. Dan will give you his. And uh, this uh, Dr. Clay, let's see if uh, we hear about this at the school board. This is definitively somebody who ought to be looked at. They ought to be asking questions about it. Not fired, but there ought to be at least, you know, let's see what she does day to day. Someone that calls the IDF a terrorist organization. I think day-to-day, she would probably try to implement policies that follow that, that are anti-Israel, potentially anti-Semitic. I think that's an anti-Semitic statement to me. The IDF is a terrorist organization. Good Friday. Um, Coming up, we were scheduled, and uh, look, I understand why some people don't want to debate, but my God, Uh, Dan's going to try to reschedule. You heard me mention this Democrat representative who still can come on today. We just want to talk about the issue. We don't bite. $1.8 billion the House voted this week. Now, that's thanks to Doug Mastriano losing that. To add to the pension fund of teachers and other state employees. Here's, Here's the problem on this. Their complaint is, well, they're not keeping up in their pension and this would be, for some of them, $3,000, $4,000 a year more because of inflation. Who did you vote for? Who are these teachers wedded to? Come on. 
Joe Biden. And I wanted to know, did he think that Biden caused inflation? I'm sure he would say no. Then I wanted to go into, well, why are these people protected? Everybody else has to have a 401k if they have that. What about other people in retirement? Now, in the Senate, I think they're going to stop it, but somewhat, but they're marshmallows. Maybe they'll give half. Why should we give that money? Their argument is, well, you're breaking a pledge with teachers and these others. They work to have a pension that was actually a pension to sustain. Well, what about Social Security, too? That argument was made. And you're not allowing that because of the rate of inflation caused by the very guy that they voted for and every Democrat that causes it. So here we go. Why should they be protected? What about the rest of it? And I saw a, a poll today that uh, seems to indicate more people are thinking the economy is pretty good, but it's not working from them. And these pundits on the left keep blaming people, saying, what the hell is wrong with these people? Don't they get Bidenomics? It's not working for the average person. And do I have a nugget coming up on the screw-up Republicans in Harrisburg, Dan? Uh, Mail-in balloting, Todd Shepard at um, BroadandLiberty.com, great researcher. How did they do this time against the Democrats in Pennsylvania versus last time? All right? They did worse, and I'll explain in a minute. Uh, Dan, who is it you're not giving a standing ovation to? Uh, Dom, there are a couple people. I think the first one that comes to mind is uh, Bruce Springsteen. I mean, come on. Uh, of course. Yeah. Uh, we put that, that's carved in stone. Like, yeah. I didn't predict. Let me look at my crystal ball, right? Are you clapping at all? More uh, than a golf clap. For his band. For his band, I'd clap. But not for oh him himself. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know how I can dictate that. Maybe I just scream at the top of my lungs. Yeah, he's three bands. Screw Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, but that, that's that's my uh, that's my big answer. Uh, another one that would get a standing ovation that I, I couldn't stand for, and I'm just going to take it off the board. It's Joe Biden. Uh, it's, if, yeah. if you're in certain circles, if you're in a union circle, particularly, you're going to be forced to stand for the guy. Uh, but no, I'm not standing for Joe Biden ever. No, come on. I'm taking off the board Fauci. You know, based Ooh. upon what we now know, Fauci's you- not getting any standing ovation from me. Probably not even a golf clap. I'm, I'm amazed. I always thought the guy, I may differ with him on some things, was decent, though. Was the vo- You know, used to see him on the Sunday shows. I didn't pick up anything. Now what we know, particularly with Rand Paul, it's very, very bad. So, well, well, the question becomes then, do you think he would actually get a standing ovation that you would sit through, or do you think people would just sit on their hands if they... Uh, in some circles, no. Just to push back on conservatives, Dan, they would be giving a standing ovation to say, screw you, to conservatives. That's why they'd be doing it. <laughs> That's great. So, um, yeah, we got that. Now, all this coming off yesterday, and uh, we had a guy that called me at the end of the show... And for the sake of the show, I didn't go nuts, you know, because he was, he saw it that way. He could understand why the leadership of these elite companies, Apple and these others, gave a standing ovation to the Chinese dictator. And I said, Dan, do you think Tim Cook, this clown that runs uh, Apple, would he give a standing ovation to Putin? Tell me what the difference is other than Apple doesn't make a buck off Putin. Is Putin that much worse than she? I would argue she is every bit. I would stipulate I think he's more. He's a bigger threat. They're both evil, stone-cold evil. But I would say uh, she is a bigger threat, and China is a much bigger threat and oppressor 
than uh, Putin even. I mean, only until very, very, very recently, China's GDP was growing at such a rate that it, it could suppress America as the yeah. world superpower. Like, that that's a realistic threat. That, that's more of a threat than anything Putin could do to us. Yeah, and the rest of the media are not picking up on this. See, and that tells me why we're not on all hands on deck to fight China. They are the enemy. They're not an adversary. They're a stone-cold enemy, not just to us, but to the world. Need I mention COVID, Wuhan, Uyghurs, stealing trade, putting islands in the middle of the sea and saying it's ours. Uh, even the NBA, I mention that all the time. They're the enemy. Stone-cold enemy. Yeah, we pretend to cooperation. Meanwhile, we got to ramp up to be ready to defeat them. How do you give a standing ovation to the Chinese dictator? That's what they did, hundreds of these business leaders. So that's how we have uh, that question today as a side question. Now, as far as the Republicans here, Mr. Tabas, the head of the Lawrence Tabas, he's the head of the Republican Party at the state level. He said um, his name sounds very familiar. Yeah, well, he's been on before. Wasn't he PPA or something, too? Yeah. He said our numbers are much better than they were in 21 in a municipal year. Our numbers are probably going to exceed 22 as well uh, about the election returns. Todd Shepard says this. A spreadsheet from the Department of State shows that by Election Day 2022, Democrats returned 718,744 mail-in ballots compared to 178,609 for Republicans. In 2023, they returned over 550 mail-in ballots, 550,000, compared to 143,000 for Republicans. All right? So at best, Todd says, uh, this is not progress. It is just not. Uh, he says, Tabit says, he realized it's existential to get better at this. Well, how many false starts do you need? We know the guy, Scott Presler, Ethan Kay, are just two. I'm not, you and I are not even looking for these guys, and we know of them. No. What does the Republican Party have? A bunch of hacks that can't do this, that don't get mail-in voting. I can't say it enough times. My hat's off to the Democrats on this. On Election Day, people that were voting in person, they had guys stand, women standing there with iPads when they came out, knew they were a Democrat. Would you like to get your mail-in ballot, permanent mail-in ballot, now going for 2024? The dust hadn't even settled on beating us in 2023 here in the Supreme Court race, and they're already running them up for 2024. If you can't take that challenge, then get the hell out of the way. This is life and death. This is going to be close. I know it doesn't appear that way. Stop wishing it. you got to win it. We're on the one-yard line. It's fourth down here. Right now. Not six months from now. Not nine months from now. Can this team beat what Democrats are up to? I would say no. All righty. Let's go to uh, Tom and Langhorn to start off here on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Tom, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Tom. Listen, speaking of the NBA, who I would not stand up for is that James Hardy from the Houston Rockets who we had in the Sixers. I don't even see the guy that all he cares about is a little drop-down step at the top of the key, shoots the J. I don't see him hard on defense, and he's a loser. He went to the Clippers. I don't think they won a game yet. <laughs> that is an excellent one. 
look, I love basketball, and I was rooting hard last year when they're playing the Celtics. But you're right. After the game's over, and I got to give a standing ovation, even if they have to one say, I'm not including James Harden in it. Thank you. He, he's Thank a cancer. You, he's a cancer as a player. Yeah, it's it's well, a shame, no emotion it's, in the face. Nothing, nothing, nothing there. See you, buddy. Thank you. All right. Dan, that is a pretty good one. That's step back, Jay. He's got everything else going there. Great one to lead us off, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take this one because it was my next one. I was going to take off the board. Carol in Summerton. Carol, who are you not giving a standing O to? My beautiful, wonderful Taylor Swift. (laughs) All right, you got to tell us why. I always liked her. I love her songs. I'm very good. But the abortion stance, it just, I can't do it. I just can't do it. She was raised in the um, with the nuns that my sister taught. They encouraged her. They really got her going, and she always gave credit to them. And now she like did a bow, bow face on her face. Well, I just can't. You know, it just it just rankles me very badly. Like you know, so Taylor Swift. I agree for other reasons, Dan. Uh, it's fraudulent, just like uh, Bruce Springsteen songs are. And I, how in the Wait, world? Wait, she she gets in breakups all the time, and that's all she writes about. Yeah, that's not well, fraudulent. Well, how can you? Yeah, but you know, <laughs> somebody's got to stand up for men here and say, "Well, don't they get it? How many of these guys does she have to write about?" Yeah, you know, before yeah. these guys get it. Well, I mean, I, it's also Taylor Swift. Come on now. I'm not impressed uh, in so, at so many levels. No, you know? no, I'm not. Like, I don't want to say anything to get myself in trouble, but <laughs> it's Taylor Swift. All right, so it's 855-839-1210. Those are good ones to start. Don't make it heinous. Don't make it Hitler. We don't take that, you know. Somebody that you think you couldn't give a standing ovation. You might give a golf clap. You might do that, but no. Uh, we got that uh, going on. Coming up, Major League Baseball says yes to bring the um, All-Star game back to Atlanta. And I'll go back a little bit of the history here. Again, one of the worst things that was done when it was taken away from Atlanta. And Joe Biden, if he does this, this is another act. Look, I know they're desperate. They're getting killed with voters under 30. But Joe Biden's campaign says it looks like they're going to join TikTok. All right? Now, they have every right. It's not illegal. But in what universe should you be aiding and abetting TikTok? Coming up, we're going to speak with our buddy Robin Schaefer. Uh, remember all the stuff we did around whales, etc. At the shore, Robin was up for the school board. I thought he won. I think he even raised a glass to him, Dan, down there at the Flanders last Thursday when I was emceeing. I didn't know there were votes in the back room in Ocean City. Is Ocean City kind of like a Philadelphia? Mail-in Ooh. ballots that arrived after the election. They were postmarked, but they arrived after the election. You know what? If you can't get your mail-in ballot in time, post office I get is a problem, but, you know, got to get it in on time. Robin's next. We'll talk with him about that and your calls at 855-839-1210. Coming up, too, we got to get a little bit. Dan, uh, extra duty yesterday. There was a rally at Bob Casey Jr.'s office, as far as we can tell, and they were bothering the Red Cross, too, I think, around an Israeli ceasefire. Can you imagine waking Casey up to this issue? And Dan did some coverage of that. We'll get his sense of what he thought of the ministers that were there. I should have pulled over. I thought I'd be stuck, though, and asked the ministers 
what about those uh, children being held hostage now with Hamas? Going to say a prayer for them today? Or are we going to hear the usual one side, the other side? Dom time, great side question today. They come organically. Yesterday, talking about our business people standing O for the Chinese dictator. What were they clapping for? For the billions they hope to extract? Yeah, are they clapping for... You know, I'd love to get the Tim Cook guy. Hey, hey, Timmy, what are you clapping for there? Tell, tell me the accomplishments of this guy. Oh, he's gotten China to be in order. We need more of that. Oh, I didn't think you liked Trump. He's authoritarian, Timmy. Dan, do we have, before we go to Robin, Michael Rappaport, right? Noted Trump derangement syndrome. What did he say if there's a choice on his Twitter between just Biden and Trump? If it comes down to pig Donald Trump and smoking Joe Biden, I'm sorry. I am sorry. Voting for pig Donald Trump is on the table. I'm sorry. I'm f- sorry. I'll still call him slob Donald Trump, pig Donald Trump, and all that. All right. But we need to get this whole f- situation under control. Wow. That's one of the, uh, I'll leave the country if it's Trump. Now it's uh, Biden. All right. Let's go to uh, Robin Schaefer, as I said, protect our coast. Um, we uh, have him there in Jersey leading the charge on that. He's also a, a current, I think it ends up at the year, incumbent school board member who was defeated by the mail-in ballot. Robin's with us on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Robin, welcome in. And uh, I was shocked yesterday when I got your text about that. So how many were you ahead and how much was the mail-in ballot approximately? Hey, Dom, awesome to be back on with you. And so um, on election night, all the ballots have been received up until Election Day. I was ahead by four votes. Um, But as you mentioned before, that uh, ballots that were received after Election Day could still be counted as long as they were postmarked by Election Day. I lost that um, total 80 to 33. So it it was a sizable difference. And there were about a thousand almost a thousand mail-in ballots in ocean city little old ocean city and uh i did you know did a little little uh data analysis there were about there were 1206 democrat votes in the election uh so you know do the math uh so So they had uh, the mail-in ballot edge there oh for sure i think that uh this is a emblematic of what's been going going on across the country and that um, we've noticed on election night uh, like in 2020 uh, Trump had had these big leads in states like uh, Michigan and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Georgia and then we watched those leads disappear and then because some states don't can't even get uh, ballots counted or they can't uh, the mail-in ballots are still allowed to be counted so many days after the election we find out oh well you know, that lead disappeared and and now Biden has has taken over. So that's that's exactly what we're, we're dealing with. And until Republicans can figure out this mail in ballot um, mess, uh, we're going to continue to lose. I, I'm afraid we're going to continue to lose uh, close elections. I would agree with you. Uh, the first step and tell me what you if you agree or not, because you're a strategist, too, in addition to the group around the wind turbines and all. You had to organize, rally people essentially put pressure on all kinds of politicians first thing we need 
and if people are pro-Trump, they got to see it this way. Trump has sort of endorsed the mail-in ballot. He's got to come out, however he has to pivot, I'm fine with, front and center, and send surrogates after nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details there and say this is winning i want you to vote by mail-in ballot and then lighting the fire under the people out there or his own money his own campaign scott presler he ought to hire him in a moment you're a guy that i would hit have had this up and a couple of others that we know robin it's cheaper it's doable and it's sure versus maybe some of your voters on election day something happened you know this, we go through this all the time so is that a starting point, do you think? Absolutely. And I'll kind of start with the last thing you said first. That, um, on Election Day, it was 75 down, degrees down the shore. It w- was an off-year election. All the uh, Republicans that were running on the, uh, on the ballot in Ocean City were safe, 100 percent safe. So it's pretty clear that based on the low turnout. Only 38 percent of eligible voters voted in the election. It's very clear um, that a lot of conservative voters just stayed home or went to the beach or went surfing or played golf or whatever, but they didn't show up at the polls, whereas the um, Democrats were very motivated. They were um, they already had their mail in ballots. And they were called by professional uh, professionals on the other side to, I mean, harvest those votes and get those votes in. And, and wait a minute, money underlined too, uh, because some of them were postmarked that day, right, or the day before. Yeah. That's exactly right. They didn't send them in. Yeah. You know, they can even you can even do this last minute. 
Yeah, you have those mail-in ballots uh, in in New Jersey, and and I would say most states nowadays post COVID, you can have you have those mail-in ballots a month ahead of time, and they can they can sit on your counter until election day, and you can postmark it as long as it gets in by the end of um, the day on election day, and has that postmark, it will still be counted by uh, the state of New Jersey and the local elections clerk. Yeah, yeah, even in the school board race in Ocean City. That that's my message and look, the upside is we're not guessing at what the problem is. We know what it is. That's half the battle here. Now it's uh taking it on and the only one in the country I know that can turn some of these reluctant Republican conservative moderate Democrat voters is Trump. He had to do some spots on it, put some humor in it, whatever he wants to do across the board to start using mail-in ballots is the way to go. Uh, Robin, any updates on anything with um, at the event last week? And we talked with you about it. We still have the ominous uh, out there of this uh, Atlantic uh, Corporation uh, trying to put in uh, wind turbines. So it's not over, but the tide, pun intended, is turning here. <laughs> anything uh, that you can update us on? That was a tremendously successful event. And again, thank you, Dom, for doing an incredible job of emceeing that event. We, um, it was not primarily a, um, a fundraiser. It was more about um, the engagement and the opportunity for um, different groups of, of people to, to talk amongst themselves. We had fishermen, commercial fishermen from New England, we had all the different grassroots groups that that are fighting offshore wind in New Jersey. We had government officials. It was a it was a wonderful event from that perspective. We learned a lot, but we also uh, took in over sixteen thousand dollars in donations that we're going to put towards the legal fund. We're going to continue to fight this um, legally. There. Still trying to push through Atlantic Shores, which is 357 of these skyscrapers from Atlantic City all the way up uh, to Long Beach Island and beyond. So we're going to support Save Long Beach Island, their group, uh, Defend Brigantine Beach, um, their group as well, who are um, spearheading the fight against um, at the Atlantic Shores development. And Governor Hare is continuing, you know, he's he's continuing to beat the drum. So the Biden administration is saying this is still going to happen, whether you like it or not. So we have to stay motivated and stay on top of this, because now is not the time to set, to um, become complacent and think this is just going to go away. This is a big, dumb idea that. Um, these climate alarmists have, and um, they're not going away. In fact, the election, if anything, um, showed them that they, um, you know, they'll embolden them because uh, the Republicans had such a poor showing um, on Election Day. It's exactly. not going to be. I, I'm, I'm worried that, that it's only going to get worse. Well, uh, when uh, Mrs. Governor Hare is out there, Let's see if we can get her on record with the wind turbines. Uh, she's a big, big, huge, maybe more than Governor Phil, uh, climate thing as she runs for Senate. I'd love to have her into this so we can get going in that race. Where do we find this uh, during these coming months, Robin, you and your group? Where do they go? They go to protectourcoastnj.com, protectourcoastnj.com. We also have a Facebook presence, 
Um, we have posts every day from all over um, all over the globe. We've connected with groups in Australia, Rhode Island, the West Coast of the U.S. It's um, this is a global effort to stem the um, big government coming into our lives, trying to to wreck our coastlines and wreck small businesses along the way because of this, you know, the, the names you know, the big, the billionaires club um, that are tr- pushing these, um, gr- you know, new green initiatives, or they say they're green. And I do worry about somebody like uh, um, the uh, first lady uh, getting into the Senate because she's uh, already done a lot of damage uh, through her climate change initiative and in public schools in, in New Jersey. So yep. we've got to we got to step up our game uh, as conservatives. So um, we're going to, I'm, you know, I'm optimistic. We're going to win this fight in the end. It's just going to, we have to kind of uh, figure out the rules, the new rules and, and um, win the game. Excellent. Thank you, uh, Robin. Have a great Thanksgiving uh, to be continued. Thanks for all the great work this year. The happy Thanksgiving to you and Dan as well. And uh, yeah, uh, give, give my uh, best to your lovely wife. Thank you, thank you very much. It's always with Roe there, Dan. They all wanted to come up right. and meet Roe. I'm up there emceeing, doing the whole thing. Oh, where's Roe over here? It yes. makes total sense. I mean, it does. I can understand that. Yes, yeah. yes. All right, it's 855-839-1210. Don't forget the side question of the day. Uh, are you on board that President Trump if he wants to win? This is an area. It's so clear what they're doing. We're talking uh, yesterday, of all people, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I asked her straight up. That interview's up on podcast. She said, yes, legal ballot harvesting or mail-in ballots or absentee ballots. That was quite an interview. I, I was skeptical going in. Should we do Marjorie Taylor Greene? It was much different than I thought. It was very good. And she was all on board. I said, well, you got to tell the big guy that. Don Giordano show. Let me make a brief point. This uh, Nikki Haley stuff is getting out of control, and part of it, is Iowa. This little state, not diverse, not industrial, not anything. I've been there, covered it. You know that. You heard me there uh, during the run-up to an election. The caucuses. Now, this Vanderplatz guy. What a name. The Vanderplatz guy. He's out there getting a lot of interviews today. Oh, I don't know. I might be endorsing Nikki Haley now. He's not going to endorse Trump. It's either DeSantis or Nikki Haley. And he says, well, you know, I really think Trump is actually only at 35 percent in Iowa. Now, Iowa is the state that Trump lost in 2016. What would happen if by some stretch of the imagination it was relatively close or some way they could spin it? Well, what would happen is this would just continue. Now, Trump flattens people in Iowa, which is possible then some of this ends and we start to see a coalescing around Trump. But their theory is Nikki Haley comes in second, relatively close, maybe wins in New Hampshire and definitely wins in South Carolina. Then, oh, boy, there we are. And I uh, was taping Inside Story today, Dan, and I told people there off air. And they were saying, well, well Nikki Paul, uh, Haley, these are political people. You know, look at the polls. She does better than Trump. It's a, and I said, and I'm going to ask people now at 855-839-1210, it would be a tough choice. You don't want Biden to win, but how many Trump voters 
just would not vote, or they're still going to write in Trump or something, I guess. What do you think, Dan? Sorry, I was uh, doing Yeah, I'm saying that uh, I don't see people voting for Nikki Haley, even if she's a nominee, it's going to be tough. Oh, sorry, yeah, no, I'm completely with you, and... What I was saying before the show to you is I, I think Fox News, like, yes. like here, here in media, uh, you, you have relationships, and, and I think Nikki has some kind of relationship with Fox News that they're propping her up uh, inauthentically. Uh, I, I haven't met one conservative, one Republican that's like, yeah, Nikki Haley's my person. Uh, no, it's yeah, so Trump or DeSantis, I really. I want to hear what you would do if it's Nikki Haley, and two, is there a Nikki Haley person out there? Under what grounds this week? She really disqualified herself with that uh, stuff about social media. All that in the big one o'clock hour. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till three from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.